Good morning, everybody. It is February the 2nd, Groundhog Day. Remember the movie? <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest movies I had ever seen. Anyway, here we are. Uh, it is the 2nd of February. We made it through January. Now we're in February. And uh, the best part about this is that uh, we get to we get to be with Jesus another day, another month. Amen. Well, I want to tell you of a couple things we have for sale. One of them, uh, one of them is two books that I have. You can get those uh, SOS, a fifty-day journey into the heart of God. You can get from BarnesandNoble.com, um, Amazon.com, Walmart.com. You can get them from me at uh, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and put the order in. Uh, we've been getting a lot of them, uh, so a lot of orders, and so you can do that. Um, and uh, and then we'll send them to you. Twenty dollars for me includes shipping, and um, uh, so we have we have that going. Uh, if you want to donate into the ministry, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. We're trying to raise four to five hundred dollars per month uh, for the ability to uh, minister to uh, people on the streets here. Uh, I mean, I, and when I say streets, I mean any place that is not my house. All right. And uh, any place outside of the church, that's what I'm doing. And so if you want to be a part of that, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Um, also, uh, we have these bands for sale. I give them out. It says, Seek God's Kingdom. And um, in that, they're a dollar each. Just email me. Tell me how many you want. And we'll get them out to you. Um, what I do is I, when I minister, I give them something that they can tangibly remember the encounter that they had with the Lord. I, I do uh, power uh, encounter power evangelism. So that uh, people encounter the Lord, and it's with uh, uh, signs and wonders and miracles, uh, because the Bible says signs and wonders and miracles follow. I don't, you know, what I, you know, not every time is there a miracle. Sometimes there's healings, um, <clears throat> sometimes there's just encouragement, but all of them come from the Lord. Um, and so, if you want to be a part of that, feel free to uh, contact me, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com all right i'm also uh, planning i'd like to go to school next year uh the bssm uh, bethel school of supernatural ministry um i, I kind of feel like that's something the lord wants me to do uh, and if you want to invest in that uh and invest in my future uh feel free uh, again tom and sarah ministries at gmail.com and i will get you all that information there's a special link that you can go to that I'll be able to get uh, soon so that you can donate into the ministry. Amen? Okay. Well, here we are, uh, John chapter 9, and we are in uh, verse uh, verse 8. Okay? Remember yesterday, Jesus spits in the clay, spits on the ground, makes clay, puts it in the guy's eyes, and says, go and wash. This is another one of those miracles where Jesus told the person to actually do something take a step he 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 put the clay over his eyes I have no idea how he was able to get to the pool of Siloam it's it's not written but the man goes and he can see all right sometimes for you God will give you something to do 
as an act of faith, as a prophetic act of faith in order to receive what it is you're looking for. Um, if you're needing uh, money, sometimes he'll ask you to give. You give, boom, and then you open the windows of heaven for that, okay? So here he says, go and wash. So he went, I, lo I love this in verse 7, go and wash. And then so he went and washed his face and he came back and he can see for the very first time in his life. This man could see it. Now, I love this in verse 8. This caused quite a stir among the people of the neighborhood. <laughs> Not just a stir, but quite a stir. Can you imagine? Uh, the gossipers around are like, isn't this the guy? Uh, for they noticed the blind beggar is now seeing, and they began to say to one another, isn't this the blind man who once sat and begged? Isn't it him? Isn't this the guy? And, and, and this is hilarious. I love this. Some said, no, it can't be him. You know, when God does a miracle many in somebody's life, many people are like, no, it can't be him. It's not him. It can't be him. <laughs> Others said, but it looks just like him. It, it has to be him. All the while, the man kept saying, I'm the man. I was blind. Now, you're going to give your testimony to people that you know. And they're going to say, aren't you the guy that used to, that did this? No, it looks just like him. No, I'm the guy. I did that. That happened to me when I was when I was born again. I was I was such a depressed person. People couldn't understand why I was so happy, why I was so light-footed. I know that's me. I, I, that's what I was. But now I'm this, and um, I love that song, uh, "Amazing Grace," because I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Paul wrote this in, um, uh, he said, you, uh, he, said he, he gives a list of, of uh, wrongs, of sins. And, uh, and, and they said to him, uh, or he was saying, but such were some of you. But you're not that way anymore. No, we're, we're not that way anymore. We were this, but we're not that way anymore. So this man says, I am the man who was blind. Finally, they said, what happened to you? And he replied, I met a man named Jesus. We have to at some point meet Jesus. In our life, we are going to have to meet Jesus at some point. We're going to have to come to him and meet him. You and I must come to a place where we meet Jesus. And we meet, must meet him every day. Not just once. Yeah, one time you become born again. But that's not your ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is from Matthew chapter 6 that God's kingdom would come and God's will would be done on earth just as it is in heaven. That's our commission. That's our, our, um, uh, our calling. That's our ultimate goal. Now, you, you, you remember, uh, I don't know if any of you bowled, but I used to bowl. Not really good, but uh, I bowled. And, uh, and there are arrows at, uh, on the lane close to you. Okay? And, uh, and you aim at those arrows to get to the pins. The pins are the ultimate goal. 
that's where you score. <clears throat> it's not the initial ones, but the, the ultimate goal. The initial mark for you is salvation. Come to Jesus. Get to meet him. Become in, uh, encountered with him. That is the ultimate goal. This man, I met a man named Jesus. And he'll go through a whole progression here. But he said, I met a man named Jesus. He rubbed clay on my eyes and said, go to the pool named Siloam and wash. Okay? Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. Now, this pool of apostleship, like it says, um, you know, and so we have to, you have to remember, it's a, it means it means sent. Okay? Siloam means sent. So I went, and while I was washing, remember, he was doing something, an act of faith, <clears throat> uh, to uh, in, in in receiving his healing. Now, many of us will sit down and do nothing because we expect God to do it, right? But God may require something of us. Go and wash. And so he went and washed his eyes and he goes, I began to see for the very first time. Now, again, I don't know how he got to the pool. If he asked somebody to help him, um, if he just knew the way to the pool, I don't know. They, they, they tend to be able to, to find things. And so the people of the neighborhood inquired, where is this man? I don't know, the man replied. So the people marched over him uh, marched him over to the Pharisees to speak with them. And uh, they were concerned because the miracle Jesus performed by making clay with his saliva and anointing the man's eyes happened on a Sabbath day, a day that no one was allowed to work. I just think that's hilarious. <clears throat> I think Jesus did this on purpose. Again, another miracle done on the Sabbath. And while the Pharisees asked the man, how did you receive your sight? He said, a man anointed my eyes with clay and then I washed and now I can see for the very first time in, in my life. They weren't concerned that he could see again. They were concerned that Jesus did this on the Sabbath. It's mind boggling. We have, to, we have to understand that we have to come to a place where we, <clears throat> where we focus on the main thing. The Pharisees were focusing on a tradition, on a on a, a stipulation in a law. Jesus, who is the uh, the author of the law, he healed on the Sabbath. Remember, he is Lord of the Sabbath. And then an argument broke out among the Pharisees over the healing of the blind man on the Sabbath. Some said. This man performed this healing is clearly not from God. <clears throat> he doesn't even observe the Sabbath. Others said, if Jesus is just an ordinary sinner, how can he perform a miracle like that? This prompted them to turn the man healed of the blindness, putting him on the spot in front of all, demanding an answer. They asked, who do you say this? Uh, who do you say he is? This man who opened your eyes. And then he transforms from man to prophet. He heard what they said, 
that no uh, sinner can perform a miracle like this. So he says, <laughs> he must be a prophet. I love this. Still refusing to believe that the man had been healed and was truly blind from birth, the Jewish leaders called the man's parents to be brought to him. Now, I don't know how long that took. I don't know if they were in the synagogue at the time or in the area. I don't know if they were at their house and they sent for him, but that's not written here. So they asked the parents, is this your son? Yes. Was he really born blind? Yes, he was. <laughs> they replied. So they pressed his parents to answer, then how is it that he's now seeing? And I love the parents here. They said, we don't, we don't know. We don't have any idea how he sees. They weren't there, obviously. We don't know what happened to our son. Ask him. He's a mature adult. He can speak for himself. Remember we said yesterday that he, couldn't have, he had to be an adult. Now the parents were obviously intimidated by the Jewish leaders for they already announced to the people that if anyone publicly confessed Jesus as Messiah, they would be excommunicated. That's why they told him, ask him. He's a mature adult. He can speak for himself. The feeling is, now, I know many people who were excommunicated from religions. They, they were in a religious, uh, uh, I don't want to mention the church. Uh, they were in a religious community. And when they became born again, they, they were kicked out of the church. They were, they were ripped out of fellowship with that church, much like I was. And then so there is this fear that if you uh, say the name of Jesus, I mean, many uh, Muslims, uh, people of Islam, uh, who are becoming born again, they, um, <clears throat> they are in danger for their lives. Egyptians uh, are in danger for their lives if they speak the name of Jesus. And that's why when, you know, we look at baptism as a thing to do, but in the Roman Empire, it was a sentence of death. In many countries, if you are baptized into the name of Jesus, it's your, it's your death sentence. And, and, and we just take it flippantly. It's something that is real. It's not a symbol. It is an act. It's a prophetic act where we lay down our lives. We die with him as we go down, but we don't stay down. We come back up resurrected in a new life. So once again, they summoned the man, healed the blindness, and said, Swear to God to tell us the truth. We know the man who healed you is a sinful man. Do you agree? The man healed replied, I have no idea what kind of man he is. All I know is that I was blind, and now I can see for the first time in my life. What did he do to you, they asked. How did he heal you? And he said, I told you once, and you didn't listen. Why do you make me repeat it? Are you wanting to be his followers too? They're looking to kill him. And he says, do you want to be his followers? Is that why you keep asking me this? You want to know where the miracle came from? And this angered the Jew Jewish leaders. They heaped insults on him. And people will do that to you. Once you give your life to Jesus, people will heap insults on you. 
They did to me. My friends did it to me when I was born again. I was sharing Jesus with them. I was sharing my testimony. And they uh, insulted me. They, they, they poked fun at me. And you're going to get ridiculed. You're going to get that. That's not a joke. They did it to Jesus. What makes you think you're not going to get it? And it says, we are true followers of, of Moses, for we know God spoke to Moses directly. How do they know? They weren't even alive. But as for this one, we don't know where he came from or where he's coming from. Well, <clears throat> what a surprise is this, the man said. You don't even know where he comes from, but he healed my eyes and now I can see. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but only to godly people who do his will. Yet, whoever has heard of a man born blind that was healed and given his eyesight for the very first time, I tell you, if this man isn't from God, he wouldn't be able to uh, uh, heal me like he has. Some of the Jewish leaders were enraged and said, just who do you think you are to lecture us? You were born blind, filthy sinner. So they threw the man out onto the street. That's pretty funny. The man went from saying that this man Jesus to he must be a prophet to uh, that he had to be from God. And some of the Jewish leaders were enraged. They were enraged at him. How dare you? People will think you're, you're Bible thumping them when you just share the gospel with them. Now, I try to make sure that I, I'm sharing about the love of God and that God's love brought him to the cross. I share that. I make people, I let people know, yep. He did that. He saved me. Some of the Jewish leaders were enraged. You lecture us, you filthy sinner. Remember Jesus uh, they asked Jesus before, who sinned, this man or his parents? They called him a filthy sinner. He was born blind. He couldn't have sinned yet. So if he was born blind, he had to be blind in the womb. And they throw, threw him out on the street. Many times you're going to be thrown out in your life. People are going to throw away your message. People are going to throw you away. They're going to continually ask you to make an account for yourself. And then when you do and you tell the truth, they're going to throw you away. But God never throws you away. Jesus never threw him away. Jesus met him later in the street. Verse 35, when Jesus learned that they had thrown him out, now Jesus wasn't there at the moment. He learned it. Do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe? The man whose blind eyes were healed answered, Who is he, Master? Tell me that I can place all my faith in him. Jesus said, You're looking right at him, and he's speaking to you. It is me, the one in front of you now. That's funny. He said, You're looking at him. <laughs> he was born blind, but now he's looking at him. You're looking at him. <clears throat> the last time he said that was in uh, John chapter uh, John chapter 4 with the woman at the well. I, the Messiah, am the one who's speaking to you. 
I'm standing in front of you now. And then the man threw himself at his feet and worshiped Jesus and said, Lord, I believe in you. Have you ever done that? Have you ever laid your life in front of Jesus and worshiped only him? Worship only him. Let him be the one that you love. Let him be the one who is your hope. Let him be the one that you worship, your only worship. Do not worship, Christian, listen to me. Do not worship a worship team. Do not worship a specific pastor. Do not worship a specific book. Worship Jesus. Learn about him through his book. Learn his character through the Bible. Some of the Pharisees, um, actually Jesus says this, I have come to judge those who think they see and make them blind. And for those who are blind, I have come to make them see. And some of the Pharisees were standing nearby and overheard these words and they interrupted him. And said, you mean to tell us that we are blind? See, they already put themselves in the blind place. And Jesus told them, if you acknowledge your blindness, then your sin would be removed. But you claim to see your sin remains with you. Your sin still stands. Your sin still stands. This man had never, this, this man that was healed, never read the Bible, never read the Old Testament. Religion, superficial acts, they make us blind in our hearts and, and we will never believe. We must have our eyes opened the people who knew the scriptures didn't believe. Uh, let's go to, um, we're going to go to Isaiah here. Isaiah 35. I'll get it. There we go. Isaiah 35 and we're going to go to verse 4. I say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come to save you. Then the blind, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. When you get out of a religious mindset, your eyes will be opened. Your ears will be unstopped. You'll be able to See the face of Jesus. Remember uh, in, in the psalm, seek my face. If you seek me, in uh, Jeremiah, if you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me with all your heart. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord. And later in Psalm 27, verse 8, he says, uh, the Lord said, seek my face. And I said, Lord, your face I will seek. In Isaiah, earlier chapter, he says, gaze upon me. And in order to do that, you have to see. In order to do that, you have to throw religious um, mindsets, throw religious dogmas, 
throw religious traditions away and come to Jesus. Yes, you need a Bible-believing church. You need a church that believes that the Bible is all true, that Jesus is God and man at the same time. You need to believe that there is a triunity. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I can't explain the triunity. I don't know. I've heard it done many ways. Three personalities in one. I've heard it's like uh, it's like water. You have liquid, you have ice, and you have steam. Those are all water, but they are water. Same thing with God. I, you know, again, I can't explain it. That's an eternal thing. I don't understand it. I can't wait to. God, how would you explain it? Get rid of religious mindsets and religious traditions. I had to get rid of going to confession on Saturdays, taking a piece of bread, a, a wafer, uh, yeah, a piece of bread and grape juice and thinking that it was actually physically the body and blood of Jesus. It was a symbol. It was a, it was a symbol. We don't actually physically eat his body and drink his blood. What we do is we take it in a prophetic act and say, yes, I'm receiving the broken body of Jesus and I'm drinking the blood of Jesus or I'm taking the blood of Jesus for myself. And then my DNA is turned into his DNA. This is all deep stuff, but this man had to come to that. And again, he did it on the Sabbath. He did it on their, on their religious, holiday, religious day to rest. Remember, he said, I must do the works of my father, Jesus said. I must do the works of my father. You do the works of the father when the father is working. He is working and I am working. And if he's working on the Sabbath, praise God. If he's working on the, in the Passover, praise God. Do it. Go for it. The Lord's Sabbath, the Lord's Sabbath is actually any moment that he rests. The Lord's Sabbath is God's rest. And God wants to give rest to your soul. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, wow, we got through a lot of verses today. Again, we we didn't get deep, deep into stuff. Uh, you can on your in your own and that's kind of why i want to do it that way but um yeah so tomorrow we'll be in john chapter 10 one of my uh, favorite passages is in there but i want to uh, i want to tell you again um <clears throat> we need you to support this ministry to keep going um it takes time to make these videos it takes time to encourage people and it takes time to share the gospel and if you want to be a part of that um we ask you to donate into the ministry, not your tithe, just an offering. And it could be $5, it could be $10. If I can get 40 people to donate $10, then I would have my $400 per month. Okay? Um, so go ahead, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. That's how to get the information. 
You get my books, that helps. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tom and Sarah. Subscribe to my podcast, Tom and Sarah, Abounding Hope. And you got it. That's how you can help. Uh, like, comment, share, and, um, and that's how we can get some monetary things as well. We also have my books for sale, $20 for me for both of my books uh, sent to you. And then you can also get these uh, wristbands for when you're ministering to people. And um, yeah, so go ahead and get them and, and we can do that uh, with you, okay? Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next time.